Well, welcome those that are looking in from YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and those that may be calling in to Ayers Christian Center Church and uh, uh, Ayers TV for our uh, Wednesday night service. Uh, Wednesday night service is a little different. Uh, I'm going to give a message, and towards the end, you, you can feel free to call in on the call-in line, which we'll have up on the screen towards the end, and you can call in and ask questions, chime in on some thoughts you have. Uh, this is a very... Uh, uh, interesting time, but a very interesting topic, and uh, uh, it's been pretty uh, exhaustive for me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do things a little different than I planned. You know, I just wanted to just go through uh, the whole chronological list of what's gonna happen in the end times. It's too much information, so I am gonna go over it, but I'm gonna just piece it up. So today we're gonna just talk about a little bit of the sequence, just a, a overall sequence, and then we'll lock in on the uh, rapture. And then we'll spend some time in that area. Then we'll get into some other things in the upcoming weeks. You know, uh, first resurrections, last judgment, uh, marriage, supper of the lamb. We'll get into all that specifics because you just get to all those particular details at one time today. Could be overwhelming and <laughs> respectfully for some people it could be a little scary. And the goal is not to scare nobody. We're not trying to scare, scare you. Uh, from a standpoint of, of frightening, but are, are making you aware. And actually, uh, you may discover uh, we're in a great position for the time to come. All right, so let's get into this word. Uh, Holy Spirit, please pour your presence upon me. Let me communicate um, not what sounds so great to me, but what will penetrate the hearts of the people that are receiving. So get me out of the way and let you speak. You speak everyone's language so you can speak directly to the hearts and minds of the men and women that are tuning in today. All right, let's go to Revelations chapter one. You know, Revelations chapter one. I'm going to say this respectfully because I know some people um, avoid Revelations. And, and I, I get it. You know, um, so we've been raised a certain way in our lives, and sometimes we avoid uh, revelation because revelation has been communicated to us almost as if it's some type of horror story in the Bible. Um, but it's not really. We're going to go to Revelation one nineteen. There's a lot that we'll probably read through in the, in the coming weeks, but let's just read Revelation one nineteen for tonight. I'll let you get there. And, uh, and again, I promised you that up on the screen, uh, you'll have scriptures that's coming. Uh, hopefully, we'll have that locked in by Sunday, no later than Wednesday. Revelation 119. It says, these be they who separate themselves. Right? These be they. I'm sorry. <laughs> My page turned. That was Jude 119. It says, write these things which thou has seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. And this is uh, God talking to John. Hey, write these things which shall be hereafter. So remember I told you we're going to talk about uh, some things that's going to happen beyond uh, what we'll call here our temporal life into our eternal life. And so, so, so what makes this topic sometimes strug a struggle for people is is we we good people man but we uh, our temptation is to reduce god's eternal existence down to our everyday earthly life and that's why it's, it gets weird or you know the, the scripture says um 
His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. Uh, Isaiah 55. uh, uh, Isaiah also says his wisdom is unsearchable. It's that deep. But 1 Corinthians says, uh, God has taken the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Like, and it says it's foolishness unto us. But it's not foolishness. It's just how we process things because sometimes we've we've been so conformed to this world, uh, Romans 12, 2, that it's hard for us to transform the renewing of our mind. You know, sis, if you're watching, you know, that's, I learned that years ago uh, hanging out with you. And so, 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 but that scripture is not, it's, it's a choice. But if you really understood that scripture, it really is how we should live, renewing our mind daily. But our default kind of chokes the, the change or the challenge. And then we find ourselves in a time like this and we're going, man, I should have been paying attention to a lot more or I should have been prepared for a lot more, right? I, so, so we don't want to reduce God's existence, which is eternal, into our experience on earth. As opposed to elevating our experience to God's existence of eternity. So the scripture tells us in Ecclesiastes 3, I want you to write this down. A lot of scriptures, so please write it down, you know. Uh, hopefully you, you can record it so you you can get this because I'm going to be moving a little bit to get this stuff in. But Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 3. Ecclesiastes 3. And that's around here, this church, we've discussed that scripture so much. It says, uh, to everything there's a season, but a time to every purpose. To everything there's a season. Now, seasons we know, uh, summer, winter, um, I said it right? Yeah, summer, winter, spring, fall. <laughs> how you going to forget the seasons, brother? All right, so I know, I know because of the, how the weather is, it's almost like, is there a season? But seasons are what? They change. They, 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 they change in and out. The, the leaves change. The climate change. They change. So seasons are subject to change. Seasons submit. Subject means to submit to change. Now, we, we have a, a, a scripture that, that speaks to that, 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, for we look not on the things that we see, for they're temporal. Right? Temporal, the word temporal means subject to change. They have to bow down and submit to change. We probably don't realize it, but we have to submit to change. You know, I know some of y'all want to wear the same thing you wore back when you was in high school, but we can't fit all those things, can we? Subject to change, Right? So there's things that we, we're not getting around, you know, I, you know, you know, uh, whether it's our big head or whatever, you just my big lip, you're just not getting around. So so there's subject to change. So it says, don't look on the things that are temporal subjects to change. Look on the things that are eternal is what the scripture says in Second Corinthians 418. Right. So it tells us now we, we know there's another scripture, First Timothy 612. It says uh, something very special. It says lay hold on eternal life. Like, like get a grip on eternal life. And, and, and why? Go, it goes back to we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. After uh, Genesis 1-1, Genesis 2-1 says God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. And you're going to see how that ties in, right? So he's, he, God's all intent was for eternity to be uh, in, a, in a covenant with the temporary. 
Matter of fact, for the eternity to impact the temporary. We know this because the Lord's prayer for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. For it to be on the temporary as it is in the eternal. Right? So in other words, he was saying, bring some of this eternal into this natural life. Change this natural life into a supernatural life. That was the goal, right? Put some super on our natural, right? And of course, we know because of sin, we ended up living a dominant natural life. All right? All right, so, so we'll... I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with that because we talk about that already. So you got the temporary and the eternal. And see, this was the conversation that uh, in Matthew 16, I want you to write it down for yourself because for the sake of time, I'm not going to just go through and read every scripture. But Matthew 16, uh, verses 23 through 28. Matthew 16, verses 23 through 28. And uh, some of y'all may remember this story is, you know, uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples, breaking down things like he always is, like he always does. But he also gets to a point where he's talking about, see, see, his end. <laughs> you know, not just the end times. He's talking about the end. He talks about the end times, but he's talking about to his end. He's like, now it's gonna get to a point. Hey, yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna string me up. They're gonna. <laughs> crucified. And so imagine you rolling with Jesus. You, you feel like a rock star. What do you mean? And, and Peter, like we sometimes do, reacted out of emotion and zeal. No, master, what are you, crazy? Man, you out your mind. And he told him, get thee behind me, Satan. He says, see, see, you don't savor or you're not mindful of the things that are most important. You're mindful of the things of this world, the temporal. You're not mindful of the eternity. Man, we can't be so busy trying to protect the temporal at the expense of the eternity. And I, and, and I think that's what, why, why God wants us talking about this, because I think we've almost got so caught up in keeping up, so submerged in this world that we've lost sight of eternity. And so we're protecting the temporal. So anytime we hear something from God, from the eternal realm, some wisdom, some insight, some revelation, which is revealing information or wisdom or a picture of eternity to us, something in our flesh chokes. There's some people out there right now, as uh, soon as you start to, signs of the time, ah, soon as you start hearing so many information, your insides are going to start to get queasy. Not because something's wrong with you, your flesh it's, it can't deal with the reality that it's temporal and it's getting close to its time. That's all. Your spirit on the, ND, on the inside of you is leaping for joy because the spirit is indeed willing for us to stay in step with that narrow way to get to eternity. Our flesh is so weak. It's like, no, no, no. Why don't we, let me just hold on to this for a little longer. I know it's poison. I know it's corrupting me. I know it's blinding me. I know I'm losing sight of eternity. Because I just hold on just a little longer. Just a little longer. Hey, okay, okay. Tell you what, let's negotiate. You're negotiating losing out, risking your, 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 your eternity for what? Think about the things that we negotiate for in this earth realm and how it ain't even worth it. Even once you get it, once you had to drink, ate, ate the biscuits, whatever, whatever you, whatever your compromise is. You know, I do something light in there, whatever. It ain't even worth it. And then it'd be attaching guilt to it. 
you'll be riding on your back. You know, like, man, I can't believe you did that, man. You know, like, but, but before that, that was the very thing tempted you, man, ain't no big deal, man. Why are you making a big deal of it? It's only a little compromise. You ain't gonna see. You're gonna lose a little sight, man. What could you possibly be missing? Think about that setup. All right, all right, so, so we know that uh, 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 God loved, so loved the world. We talked about this the other day, that he gave his only begotten son, right? We talked about that in heart seed. So we can have what? Everlasting life. So, to, so, so to almost to take us and reattach ourselves to what really, it's, what really keeps us thriving. That's what, you know, that little void? You know, you, you, you know there's something missing, man. You know, something missing. And, and some of y'all recognizing this because you, you, all the things that, you, that you've been trying to rush home to do when you're out there working or going to school and stuff like that, they're getting old, ain't it? Ain't quenching your thirst, is it? You can't find enough shows to watch. It, look, some of y'all watching some of them old, old, old shows, right? Right? Because what? Eternity's calling on the inside. Eternity is saying, man, feed me, man. Now you got the time to feed me, man. Feed me. Why would you have time and try to figure out a way to not use that time to do what you didn't have time for? I don't know if that makes sense, but ho hopefully. <laughs> I probably I didn't say it exactly where I meant it, but all right. So some of us are working harder at protecting the temporary than our eternity. So we just got to get past to that, right? And it's real simple. Trust God, right? Through this process that we're going to talk about, trust God, accept Jesus, <laughs> that would be a good thing, right? Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let's not divide it. Let's not, he's my Savior, but I'm not just listen to him. I'm not going to be obedient. Let him be your Lord and Savior. How about that? And then uh, be led by the Holy Spirit, right? Be led by the Holy Spirit, right? Versus... Trusting man, denying Jesus, and being led by fleshly lusts. Lust. That ain't never worked for some of us, okay? And so the scripture tells us, uh, just, just setting a little foundation here, is don't let this information slip. Don't neglect the salvation, it says in Hebrews 2, 3. But before that, it says, hey, don't let this information that you're getting slip. And, and, and this is before he got into talking about, hey, let me, let, let me give you a picture so, so you don't take for granted this preparation you're going through now. See, if you know where you're going, you'll prepare for that. If you know what you're, like, like if you're really believing for greatness, you prepare for greatness. Like, if, I, if you're playing a tough game next week, you, you work, you're preparing, you're probably shooting too much, Right? If you got an a, a interview, a major interview, what do you do? Like, man, yeah, make sure I got it down. You know, research the company, ain't thought about the company to the interview. Right, so we do these things. Uh, whether it's a wedding or, or vacation. Some of y'all, like, be right before the vacation, that's when y'all work out the most, don't you? Right, what, what y'all call it? Uh, uh, get your beach body together or whatever. Right, so, so when you something, you're looking forward to something, you prepare. Hey, hey, are you looking forward to spending eternity with Christ? So he's saying, don't let this information slip. Prepare yourself to handle it. Now, we know this. We, uh, you know, they use this scripture a lot in funerals. It says to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. 
to be absent from the body. So, so, and, and, and they tell you, you have this hope. If you're in a situation where people have gone past, they say, you have a hope. Why? And they say, hey, 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 hey I'm going to see him again. There's a different peace on a person when they know you still going to grieve because of the loss. Not trying to be insensitive, but you, 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 you haven't hope though, because you're like, hey, I'm going to make sure I handle my business and finish my assignment in my life right now, in my temporary. But look, I have the opportunity to spend eternity with this individual. Listen, not temporary. We'll get into that in a second, right? All right, so, 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 so the scripture also says in 1 Corinthians 15, I'm sorry, I didn't give you 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 9. Be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord, right? It's some more stuff in there, but 2 Corinthians, more hype. <laughs> I just probably need to slow down, all right? 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 9. Hear my sister saying, slow down. You're going too fast, okay? In this particular case, sisters, right? Since y'all hanging out together, all right? So 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 55, and 56. 1 Corinthians 15, 55, and 56. Let's just look at that real quick. Now, we're going to dabble in in the ne next coming weeks. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, Matthew 24, Matthew 25. When you get some time, you know, read through those things. Revelations, obviously. Um, we're going to spend time in Revelations. 1 Thess Thessalonians uh, 4, we're going to spend time there, too. But let's, 1 Corinthians 15, since we're going to spend time here, and I'm going to jump all around 1 Corinthians 15. It's a powerful chapter. Interesting enough, 1 Corinthians 15 is after 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. And think about the setup there. You're talked to about the Holy Spirit and his gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. He breaks down the gifts, and then after he breaks down the gifts, he says, hey, we're members of the body not having the same office. So it says, you know, we being many, one body in Christ. I could be mixing 1 Corinthians 12 with Romans 12, but 1 Corinthians 12 does talk about how we're different members and we're doing different things. It says God set the members in the body as it pleases him, you know. And then it goes on. It talks about the, the ministry gifts and all the different gifts. And then it goes on in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, hey, 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 you can have these gifts. You can speak in tongues and all these things. It's, now, Paul said, I spoke in tongues and I, and I had these gifts. He says, but if I don't have love. So he says, love is kind, love is patience. Love takes no account of a suffering wrong. He goes on, breaks that down. So he talks about love. Now he's still talking about the gifts. He's talking about prophecies. And, and he says, yeah, I can profit, but I would rather operate in love. Then he, then he, then he says, hey, when I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child. When I became a man, I put off child's thing. What he was saying is, hey, when I was a child, I, I misappropriated gifts. Then he, then he goes on and says, uh, 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 we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So we, sometimes we don't see where we're going. And that's why we compromise. We, we can't see the res beyond the end times. We can't see beyond the, the craziness, right? And then it goes on and says, the greater these things is love at the end. But then 1 Corinthians 14 starts to talk about prophecy. When you speak in an unknown tongue and tongues, that's 1 Corinthians 14, the whole chapter. The whole chapter, and then you go into 1 Corinthians 15, and he's talking about what's going to happen in the last days. He's talking about glorified bodies and all that stuff. Man, you, you, you got to read this stuff through and to see how it all lines up. But uh, 55, let's go to 55. Give you time to get to 1 Corinthians 15. 
55, it says, O death, where is thy sting? It says, O grave, where is thy victory? It says, the sting of death, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. So here it's saying that, 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 that death, which the intent is to separate you from God, right? It says, it says, where is that ability to separate us? Now, this is towards the end here. It says, grave, where is your victory? So, so the grave wants to intimidate us to say, it's finality. That's it. That's it. It wants to condemn you. The, the, the grave wants to say, hey, it's over. Ain't nothing else. Right? It wants to, because see, now we'll live life like there's nothing else. And then what we'll do is we'll go, well, you know, I know this, I know this might mess some of y'all up. So y'all got these, oh, this is not fair, Holy Spirit. Why I got to say this? Y'all got these bucket lists, right? But because it's almost like you think you get into the end of something. Just like we was in high school and, you know, you were 12 years of school. And then we threw up our, uh, our cap and gown. It's like, woo! Like as if it was over. <laughs> it was just beginning. You realize when this temporary is done, it's just beginning. <laughs> right? It's just beginning. <laughs> and trust me, there is nothing on our list that's going to compare to what we're going to be doing in eternity. And we'll get into the new heavens and new earth and stuff like that because I guess you think we're just going to be sleeping on clouds and enjoying it. <laughs> I guess that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> you know, like, like God is not, never mind. Okay, never mind because I got to stay focused. I promise to stay focused. All right, so, 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 so we have this, this, this understanding that, that there's transitions in our life. We have eternity, which I'll get to in a second. And then we have this life that we're living, but this life that we're living is preparing us for a greater life. And so God has given us some things to prepare ourselves. We're under tutors and governors into the appointed time of the Father, right? Galatians 4, 1 and 2. All right, so, so you have this sequence. You have eternity. Everything started out with eternity. You got the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the archangels, and the angel. I'll get into that at another time. I've taught on the archangels and angels before, but that's not our topic, all right? So, 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 so picture eternity. Then God decided to, to do something uh, very special with, with, with what he was created. When we talked about this, I think, uh, Sunday. God did something which we title what? Creation. Okay, but what's the number one thing about creation? Us. We are creation. Think about this. The scripture says God is love. And you've heard me talk, teach it. When I teach it, God is love. So it ain't just something that God does. It's something that he is. Sort of like when the, the, the Lucifer, when he was, he was up in heaven... He was designed as a worshiper. He wasn't just something, it wasn't just something he did. When he moved, sound, beautiful sound came out of, out of him. You know, until he flipped and twisted it, right? God, when he moves, love comes out of him. When he breathes, love comes out of him. Right, guess what? We are creation. We don't just create. We are creation. So when we move, creation comes out of us. Even when we're twisted, creation comes out of us. The thing about them lies, you told, okay, I use me. When I was back in the, cor the corrupted version of Keith Bradley, I was lying. 
I line all the time. You could talk to me two years later, and I and I tell you, oh no 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 no, I don't know what you're talking about, right? I was using my creativity to get out of accountability and responsibility. Like some of us are doing right now, but that's not our topic. We'll talk about that in another, or, or you go back and listen to the teaching um, about uh, lying, all right? All right, so, 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 so just like God is love, we're creation. And so he took these six days, uh, uh, 24 hours in, in a day to, to create. Now, again, we don't have, this is not the topic, but, we'll, but just to let you know, just for information. So you know there's like 118 elements in a periodic table. Well... He used all of those elements to create. So when he said it's finished, he said it was finished because everything that needed to be here is available for us to use to create. You'll find out when we get to uh, when, when, when everything is uncreated, you know, because that's when we took out the earth. He took out 105 of those elements. So there's things you can't do <laughs> back then. Like, like it wasn't, it's one thing to take something out. You, I mean, like you see it right now. They, they, they uh, tore down a building, they build another one. Because the elements are available for them to do it. Everything's available for them to do it. That's why we can't be stopped. All right, that's, that's not what I'm supposed to be talking about today. But, but everything is here for us to be able to do what we do. You know, so, so. So, you know, and again, that's why he said it was finished in Genesis 2-1. And then, of course, you had, uh, you know, the flood. You had the Tower of Babel, you know, when, when people got, their language got confounded. Then you had something special. You had Solomon building the temple. And just for our conversation today, and we'll get into it down the road, I just want to give you a foundational sequence. That was in 967 B.C. So just write that date down because it's going to be significant. 967 B.C. when that temple was built. Solomon built the temple, right? All right, then you have, uh, you know, 70 years of captivity. The Bible talks about 70 years of captivity. We'll get, on, we'll get into all that at another time. And then the kingdom of Christ comes to be established. And so, you know, uh, you know, they, some theologians break it down to April 3rd, 33 AD. Now, again, I'm not trying to bore you with numbers, but, I, but I'm only going to use numbers that's significant right now. Um, and what we're talking about in terms of the end times, and we'll get to the, the, this point of the rapture. What I just told you, 33 AD, right? Christ is establishing his kingdom. The first temple was 967 A.D. So, so you got A.D., then you, you know, all right. Then, then I said Christ did his, uh, so I might be saying this wrong. Might be the other way around. I said A.D., it should be B.C., 967 B.C., and then 33 A.D. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, we know Christ <laughs> couldn't have been before Christ. <laughs> All right. All right, so, but the 33 and 967 adds up to what? 1,000, right? To a point, 1,000 years, the Bible says a day is like 1,000 years to God, right? The, the millennial reign, which we'll talk about, that's 1,000 years. When you start to look at this stuff, it's, 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 it's in God's eyes, it's days. Just like he created the earth in six days, we could say that that's a... Uh, 
that's specific, but we can also say it's almost like, wait a minute, is it six days, 6,000? And God sits on a circle of earth. So the scripture says God declared the end from the beginning. So God, it just starts to get deep when you really start looking at it. But, but let's just go to Christ establishing his kingdom. And of course, that's what took place at the cross. See, once again, that's a perfect example. Peter looked at the cross as finality, but it was just the beginning. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And you'll see, yes, all power is given in heaven and earth. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. But when we start talking about the, the end times and when you start going through tribulation, stuff like that, and you see the power Christ has, and, and, whoa, whoa, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In every world, heaven and earth, right? So, so you start to think through this stuff, it becomes very special. So, so again, just like the, the natural temple was built, 967, the spiritual temple began 33. See, because you had Christ who died, but what did he say? I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you a comforter. The Holy Spirit is dwelling where? In our temples. Know ye that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, right? Right? So, 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 look, look, look. So, it's all a buildup. It's all a setup, right? And so, uh, so this is Christ establishing his kingdom, um, which we read through the scriptures. I don't want to get into all that. Um, uh, I'll get, I won't get into the, that part of the prophecy yet. All right, so, so, so Christ establishes his, his kingdom on the day of Pentecost. That's, that's what that was really about. Um, and this is interesting. If you study it out, all the passages about the kingdom before Pentecost talks about the, the future of the kingdom. Every, you study it out for yourself. And after the kingdom was established, they talk about the kingdom being established. Right? Talks about the kingdom being established. Just, just, just read through it. Uh, Daniel 2.44 says, God will set up his kingdom. Daniel 2.44. Again, um, for the sake of time, I'm just giving you, um, we'll give you the scriptures. We, we don't have to actually go through every scripture. Um, just trying to be mindful of time. Even though I guess we can take as long as we want, to <laughs> be honest with you. Uh, it says, uh, and then Mark chapter 1.15, it says, time is fulfilled, the kingdom is at hand. Mark 1.15. Time is fulfilled, the kingdom is is at hand, <laughs> right? It says, uh, and then uh, the scripture says in um, uh, Mark 9, 1, Mark 9, 1, and Matthew 26, 64, the kingdom will come before you die. The kingdom will come. Just some scriptures related to the kingdom. Colossians 1, 13. I know, I know, I know I'm going fast. Just trying to, just trying to be obedient here. Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13. Somebody asked, what did he say? <laughs> All right. Christians uh, were transferred into the kingdom. Transferred into the kingdom. And... You know, maybe next couple of weeks I'll give you some more scriptures on that. Let's just, just for our, uh, the time remaining, let's just spend some time with talking about 
what's been deemed or identified as rapture. Uh, so the specific word rapture um, in its, you know, in its, its, I don't know if that was English, you know, they just came up with it. But it's, it's, it, the word is not necessarily in, in the Bible, but the happening is, <laughs> right? The happening is. So, so again, and then you, you, you got so many people that, that, that triangulate raptures, you know, some of the stuff going on in this time. I told you a couple of weeks ago, somebody said, man, that's the rapture. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. Uh, um, I say this respectfully. I just make sure I slow myself down to say this because I want this to be heard clearly and I want everybody to understand it. Um, if it was the rapture, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Hopefully you wouldn't either. So, so it's not the rapture, you know. Um, trust me. <laughs> now, now the scripture talked to us about when we read it. You know, we read through Mark. I mean, Matthew twenty-four the other week. You can read through Luke uh, twenty-one. But let's just go to Luke twenty-one. We we'll read the end of just another passage of, you know, there'll be wars, rumors of wars. Remember, we talked about. I think we referenced Luke twenty. One, when we said um, men will, men's, men's hearts will fail in the last days. You remember us talking about that? That, that uh, Ms. Lamar was talking about how, you know, it's literally some people's hearts are failing. Like, literally. <laughs> like, um, so <clears throat> if we uh, look here, verse 26. We'll just start with verse 25. Now, the title of my chapter or how I see my chapter says, uh, Jesus will return. Jesus will return. So it says, uh, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. It says, with uh, perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Now, this is after he broke down some other things that was going to happen. It says, men's hearts failing them for fear. It says, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. Right? It says, and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud. With, the, with power and great glory. It says, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. For your redemption draweth nigh. Right? Does that make sense? So it's saying that, that, that when these things happen, it says your, redemp your redemption draweth nigh, but it doesn't mean your redemption is necessarily here. Does that make sense? It just said, it's just, it's, it's letting you know when these, when you start to see crazy, l l listen, it's letting us know when you start to see crazy, it's not for us to fear, but it is for us to focus. It's not for us to fear, but it is for us to focus because sometimes we can get out of focus. We can get caught up in keeping up. If that makes sense, we can get caught up in keeping up and that's, that's not healthy for us. So this is an opportunity for us to get, when you start seeing all this stuff happening, don't get so uh, nonchalant and casual. Try not to get nonchalant and casual. Does that make sense? Like try to really uh, 
hey, I need to get sharp. I know uh, me and my wife, you know, if something, if, if things get, what do I want to say? If it seems like it's getting crazy, uh, if it's even a potential to get overwhelming, well, we press in this presence. Like, not because we sweeter than nobody, because we like, hey, I can't do this without God. And so I always look at it as a reminder to me, hey, Keith, I need you more focused. Keith, I need you to lock in even more. And even if, 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 if a lot of good things happen to us, we try to press it more, because that's the tendency to, what, get overwhelmed, uh, because things are kind of going your way. I uh, just, just heard I got to change mics for some reason. Um, so give me a second here. I don't want the green mic. All right, so, so hopefully that sounds better, or, or I guess maybe I was cutting off or something to the people calling in. All right, so, so we apologize for the te technical difficulties. All right, so I said, uh, oh, okay, so, so it's an opportunity for us to get focused. I wanted to read this, yeah, Luke 17. It's way before all this stuff is going to happen. Luke 17, and I believe it's, let's start here. And we can just start here, verse uh, 24. Luke 17, verse 24. Luke 17, 24. It says, for as the light, it says, for as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. It says, but, but first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. So, so again, he's allowing something that, that suffer means restraint, retaliation. So he's so you go. I don't, why is he letting this happen? Not because he wants to. He's 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 trying to give people an opportunity to repent and to change, and he's dealing with rejection. See, God doesn't operate like we do. He operates in wisdom. Wisdom is a lot slower in his response than a uh, just just uh, intellect or or zeal. Zeal just going to react right away. And we've all gotten ourselves in trouble because we reacted. We didn't respond properly. Well, we're talking about the all-wise God. We're talking about Christ who has all wisdom. He was endowed with all types of power. So, so again, it's, it, he's taking our time. You know, as, I, if I was, as I've grown, um, even as a young pastor, you know, I, uh, I got to be patient. I, like, you can't. What I started learning as I grew, you can't put out every fire. As much as you want to. You can't. There's things that's just out of your control. You can intercede for every fire, though. But you can't. You can't do hands-on on every situation. It's just. It's impossible. And uh, I remember I was, I was traveling with youth one time, and I hadn't worked with them in a while. And I got on the bus, and like you know, when I was working with them, you mean like two or three things. Hey, 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 y'all know better than that. Hey, hey, why are you sitting in this lap? Get up out. Hey, hey, you know better. Hey, get back on the other side of the bus. You know better. When I got on that bus, it was so many things. I, I, <laughs> after I got to like four, I was like, okay, this is not going to work. The whole trip would be me, hey, get over there, hey, get back over Don't say that. Come back. That's not how. And so, so, I, so I just backed off and went on a trip, you know, went through the, the ministry function, whatever, 
came back, came back, it was the same deal. And then I, I, I had a rap session all the way back. And so, so sometimes you have to take your time. And God is, is wise. Tr you you got to trust God. Like I said, trust God. He's taking his time because he has a, a, a greater plan. And a part of that, let's see, okay, so what did I tell you? I said, uh, suffering rejected, 26. It says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall also be in the days of the Son of Man. It says, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It says, likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought they sold, they planted, and they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Re remember Lot's wife? It says, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you that in that night, there shall be two men in one, two men in one bed, and the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together. It says, uh, you know, this is what they did milling, milling back in the day. It says, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, and the one shall be taken and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles uh, be gathered together. So this is what it's saying. It's saying that just like in Noah's time, people's business as usual. Well, when that flood came, see, see, knowing them wasn't just business as usual. They were focused. They were attentive. They didn't take anything for granted. So when that flood came, they were, look, obviously, they, they, look, knowing them hadn't just chilled. When I say just chilled, I'm sure they enjoyed their life, but they hadn't just chilled in years because they was building an ark. They, they were in preparation for years to make sure when the earth was destroyed, they were still alive. And so he's saying, when the Son of Man comes, it's going to be the same thing. One person going to be doing here. The whole house is going to be sleeping, but everybody ain't going. Because of how, they, how we uh, take these things serious now. You're trying to scare us. Well, I don't know what the Lord is trying to do, but I am trying to make us aware that, hey, get focused. You know, something I do dealing with my son as he was growing, I was like, hey, you got to take this serious, man. Hey, 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 hey. You got a big game today. I need you to do this, 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 that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't trying to scare him. I was trying to prepare him. I was like, no, you got to be focused. You can't operate business as usual. You got to be locked in. And God is, is asking us to do the same thing, you know, to lock in. Because some of us may, you know, got slack with the word, got slack with everything. You got slack with everything when it comes to God. Almost like, well, God loves me. <laughs> you know, that's my dog, man. He cool. He loves me, man. You know, hey. <laughs> You know, God, hey, my God, you know, he understands. Okay, your God may understand, but the God has clearly stated what we need to do to be prepared for eternity. And, and see, it's not, it's not a punishment. 
Like you can't, no, the scripture breaks down a list of things that can't even possess the kingdom of God. Can't cross over. Then he broke down, unless you accept Jesus, unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom of God. Then it says, except you're born or submerged in water and birthed into this earth realm, that's what born of the water is, and born of the spirit, that's John chapter 3, 3 through 6. It says, you can't, you can't enter into the kingdom. So some people just casual with being submerged in, baptized into the body of Christ and baptized into the Holy Spirit. Like they're casual with that because it's uncomfortable. God, I don't think it take all that. Well, that's not important. I don't believe that. Okay, fine. You may or may not believe it, but have you researched to see if it's true? Like we have all the information. What I'm saying, why don't we take the time? Like some of us have nothing to do. I'm, I'm saying this respectfully. And some of us have even less of nothing to do now. And we still ain't trying to get the information. Sometimes I don't think we want to know. But we're going to want to know when that time comes, right? Does that make sense? All right, so this rapture um, is not meant for the, 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 this, the, the end times and the, the, the tribulation that you see in the Bible is not meant for us. Is, 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 is if we take this stuff serious, we won't, we'll, we'll be watching on the big screen TV, <laughs> right? It, it, it's not meant for us. And so, so you have a rapture, you have, you know, you have a, you have some people that will be, I'll get specific later on, um, maybe next week or so. So you, you, yeah, you got the, you have the dead in Christ that will rise. Right? So, so raptured up, taken up. All right. Uh, so, so you have some people that will be with Christ in, a, in the millennial reign when, when there's a thousand years. But then you have those that, that, uh, that have been living for Christ as if, you know, that's, that may still be here, but all been all in with Christ. So, so you have that process. Look, <laughs> You have those that in the last days, like, like you know, because you know some people will be here for the tribulation, right? So, the, so some of the people be here for the tribulation are the people that have been primed to accept Jesus, but they like Thomas. They believe it when they see it. Somebody asked me the other day, he says, well, who's going to be here, man, to minister to people? I also say there's going to be plenty of people to minister because all the people that you've been ministering to, it's because some people believe you. But then there's some people like, ah, I believe when I see it. When they see it, they're going to believe it. And they ain't letting go of it. Because they're like, no, 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 I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Marcus was telling me, he's been telling me this for years. Man, like, oh. And so, so, so there'll be people like wondering, okay, what, what happened to Ed and Tanya and, and, and Lamar? Where's everybody at? And, and so that person that, that, that Marcus was ministering to was like, oh, man, come on. Man, sit down, man. Let me break this down to you. This is what took place, you know. And they told me this. And we walking through the scriptures with them. And then, and then this, that, and the other. And they'd be like, okay, so you know all this stuff. Why are you still here? Because I didn't believe it. He said, but let me break it down to you. Break it down to you. So now those people, now think about it. Not only will they believe, but now they'll have to. See, see, we got to represent Christ through persecution and stuff like that. And we think that's bad, don't we? Yeah. Well, imagine if your life's on the line. Or you got to take a mark and stuff like that. Or look, if you don't worship, like right now, I, I don't know. You're being tricked into worshiping the devil. 
at times, right? Right? You are being tricked, right? Just make sure, like, you ain't just willingly worshiping the devil, right? I was just like a trick. Like, you got, you got fooled. Or you're being uh, overwhelmingly punked into worshiping the devil. No, no, we ain't talking about that. No, you're going to have to worship him or die. Now, how many of y'all been, you know, when you was out in the club, it's like, man, you got to come out here and worship the devil or I'm going to shoot you. Nah, I think he kind of did that willingly, right? And so, so, so think about that. Those people were like, well, then you're going to have to kill me. Then they're going to take it to another level. We're taking some heads off up in here. Worship the devil. Take this mark. We're taking some heads off. Well, Jesus had to take my head off. Christ just had to save me. Yeah, I read Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They went to, to, to a den. Uh, no, they went into a fiery furnace. Daniel went to a den. Whatever. Take my head off. But I'm going to tell you what. I, I know for a fact Jesus is Lord. And there's an eternity. So, so I'm not spending eternity with you. Hey, take my head off. I just, uh, I'll probably transition into turn. This is the last time. We only got like, you know, maybe two thirds more plagues. <laughs> yeah, take my head off. Imagine the value there. See, remember the scripture says the, 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 the first shall be last, last shall be first. The last are the last people that had to, 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 to represent Christ and live for him. A lot of those people are going to get their heads taken off. They're going to get their hands taken off. They're going to get strung up. A lot of those people are going to be put on crosses because they, 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 they wasn't going to let go. But in your case, let's hope you're not here. Well, in my case, I hope I'm not here. I don't know if I have that level of toughness. I'm just <laughs> so, so, so those people, when it says the last shall be first, hey, hey. Those people, the scripture talks about those people and the value of those that got their, that's, you know, we know John and them got their head taken off too. Um, I said John and them, but y'all know what I mean. Some of the apostles, but there's some value with those. You might say, well, well they should have been believing like I believe, but there's value with those that's been believing too. You just got to read through the scripture and, and, and we will read through it. So let's go to here. Uh, to Mark chapter 10. So again, that, 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 that rapture, or let's, let's just, for the sake of time, let's do Mark chapter 10, and we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, 13 through 18 after that. Mark chapter 10, and then 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. So Mark, hopefully you're getting something out of this. And I know uh, when there's a lot of information uh, I need to do better. I, I can rush because I'm trying to get the information in um, and also try to be disciplined to not just be here all day. You know, if I was like some of my, some of my mentors, you know, they teach, they talk to you for three hours straight. Now, give me three hours straight. <laughs> I can give you some stuff. All right. So some of you are saying we will not be attentive for three hours. So uh, let's see. I said Mark 10, right? not scripture I'm looking for. Mark 10, that's 9. Hold on. Give me a second because that's not the scripture. So he said, say, run away, grieve, great possessions. 
So maybe it's Matthew. Maybe I thought it was Mark, but it's Matthew. Let's go to Matthew real quick. Be patient with me. I know what the scripture says, but I wanted to go to to it. That's not it either. Alright, so the scripture I'm looking for, those that endure to the end shall be saved. Okay? So it's in the Bible somewhere. Thought it was Mark 10. Let me go back to Mark 10. Thought it was Mark 10. If it's not in there, then I know you, you guys have your Bible apps. You can you can look it up. Twenty So twenty four thirteen. <laughs> Matthew twenty four thirteen. I know there's a, a a representative of it in Mark, but we'll just do twenty four thirteen so somebody brought that to my attention. This is but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So whatever level you find yourself in there's a requirement for endurance. There's a requirement to hang in there. Uh, somebody mentioned to me, uh, Jamal, uh, the other day, be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. Because in due season, you'll reap if you faint not. So First Thessalonians 4, let's go over there. No, I got that right, at least. First Thessalonians 4. We'll start here at 13. It says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, and of course, those that are passed away. It says, uh, That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So it's saying, Don't be ignorant to a point where you're sorrowing as if you have no hope or nothing else to expect beyond. Um, What's going on in this temporal life? Verse 14, it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of, of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or have already passed away. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, the prince, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So, so as you can see, that, that's two different transitions. And again, the scripture is talking about what's going to happen. It's not breaking down in detail. Five o'clock, they're going to rise. Five oh six, we're going to go. It's not saying that. It's just telling you the two events. Between the two events, there's other details we'll discuss in the next coming weeks. Just like you know that there's a rapture, there's a... There's a second coming of, 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 of Christ. But in between, there's seven years of tribulation. After the seven years of tribulation, then, then there's a millennial reign. 
there's a, there's a slither of time before the uh, after the millennial reign where uh, that's where Satan is bound. I'm gonna try to get this right. Satan is bound during this millennial reign. There's a slither of time where he's released again. You see what I'm saying? Now, you've got a thousand years of reigning with Christ and how that, that lines up. But then you got a time when he's released. But then there's a time when, when uh, then you, you got uh, Armageddon. You got the battle of Gog and, and, and Magog. You got all, see, it's not giving you, hey, 4.30, this going to happen. 5.30, this going to happen. 6, man, it's going to be on at 6. It's, no, there's the slithers. There's time in a day. is like a thousand years to God. So how it process, how time is viewed. Now, when you've been raptured, you're going to view time like, like God. A day will be like a thousand years. On the earth, we're, 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 we're caught up inside that time. God is sitting outside the time. We're within that time. So it just, all these years and all this time. But when you're outside of time, that's why God is not, uh, uh, he doesn't react like we do because like he's seeing everything, you know, almost like at the speed of light, right? We don't process time like that, you know, and that's, so, so, so every time you read a story, we just merge it all together. Oh, it's the rapture. Oh, this is right. Okay, well, hold on. You got uh, 144,000. Man, you got, you, you got 144,000. You got, uh, the scripture says there's many that have believed. In addition to the 144,000, you got the great white throne judgment. Hey, there's a final judgment where people get thrown in the lake of fire. But there's a process through that. You got biles. You got uh, trumpets. Uh, and w again, we're going to go through those things too. But I'm saying there's a lot going on. What we need to know is we've been living for God. We're being raptured. And then there's some things going to go on not in the sky. Things are going to go on the earth realm. Just like you see stuff going on now at a whole, it says they had never seen nothing like the Great Tribulations. That's why like some of the stuff, yeah, oh my God. I understand there's some weather changes and like, like we're at home, we haven't been at home. But listen, you, you can't say you haven't seen plagues where, where people had to stay in before. We haven't seen it in, in our lifetime. And we still going outside. We're going to the store. And some people, <laughs> you know, some people doing some other things, you know. I mean, I seen like a gathering, like it was a cookout, you know. You drove by my neighborhood, like it was like six, seven, eight cars out there. So it ain't like that. People, look, people on the internet, they, they work in. But it ain't like back in, 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 in Moses and them day. Come on now. <laughs> like just go back and look at those plays way back then. And then keep looking through famines and different things like that like come on come on man slow I, and listen I remember when, when they did gas every other day stop to, I, somebody trying to crack because he said I'm old I, I did I remember I remember it was like uh, well, Monday it was according to your license plate we was in New Jersey you know yeah Monday Wednesday Friday you can uh, you had this license plate you can go and Tuesday man, so I'm not saying it's not bad uh, but, but but realistically we needed to slow down and get focused, man. We's all over the place. We've been dragged around by internet and, 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 and our phones. We could carry distractions now. We couldn't do that when we were younger. Oh, when I was younger. Some of these young kids watching is like, yeah, I've been doing that my whole life. We couldn't drag around. We couldn't, 
Listen, we could only get phone calls when we were home. So when we was out, we got peace of mind. We could reflect. We could dream. You could do stuff like that. Now, every time you turn around, like your phone's ringing and you feel like you got to answer because you don't want to miss nothing. Something is popping up. Something's texting you. Uh, something's on Facebook. Something's on YouTube. Something's on whatever. What I'm saying is God is trying to give us some time to, to reset ourselves because what's about to come is going to be phenomenal if you're ready and prepared for it. If, you, if you're locked in, if you've used this time that God has afforded you, because we said we ain't had no time. So God said, no problem. What I'll do is I'll, I'll allow what they think they're trying to get over on y'all with so you can have the time. You use it to your advantage. They meant it for evil, but I'm working it out for good. Genesis 50, 20. But I'm going to work it out for good. If you listen to me, let me guide you through. Let me, let me give you your reroute. <laughs> right? Let me reroute you through this thing you're going to come out even in a greater place, healthy, healed, whole, harmonized. You know? Kids will be, see, the kids ain't got to reset. They, 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 they're back in the environment that made them, as opposed to spending all their time in an environment that's trying to corrupt them. That's a bad thing? I think you got to think these things through, all right? Uh, listen, just for the sake of time, Got all these scriptures. Uh, let me see. I do want to share this. The reason why we want to make sure we're aware of, okay, we're being raptured, okay? So you got to believe that. If you believe being raptured, you prepare so you know you're going to be raptured. But let's say if you don't believe it, because this whole world, man, ain't nobody raptured. I don't believe in the afterlife. You hear that a lot, right? I don't believe in the afterlife. But this is the thing. It all starts with if people believe Christ was, is risen. We just had Resurrection Sunday. Some people posted, he's alive, he's alive. People, you know, this is like Mary Martha, it's alive. There's some people like, man, these people don't lost their mind. How you know? You don't know Christ. See, if they, if, they could, if they can deceive you on the resurrection, then they can deceive you on your resurrection. <laughs> so you see, and if they deceive you on your resurrection, they steal your hope. And listen, if all we have is all we see, we're going to be hopeless. <laughs> if, if all we got to look for, forward to in, in the best life that we got in this earth realm, if that's all we got to look forward to, it, 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 it's, it's insatiable. It, it doesn't quench your thirst. It has to be more. All right, so, so I, I just want to make sure I slip that in there. Oh, man, I didn't give you all these other tons of scriptures, but we'll get it into 1 Corinthians uh, 15 in more depth the next time in some Daniel, okay? All right, let's, let's, let's end there. Uh, this is a time where we uh, actually, you can call in, uh, chime in to, you might have a question, you might have a thought, you may even have, oh man, this is what just made me think about. Um, and you can call in, um, Marcus is gonna pop that number up on the screen. And so you could just uh, call that number on the screen, 712-775-7031. Ask you for the access code, uh, 994167. And if anybody have a thought or something you learned today, something that stood out for you, feel free to uh, jump in and let us know what your thoughts are.